This is William Tincup, and we are live at Transform in Vegas in the greenhouse booth. We have Jason and Valerie with me, and we're going to talk a little DEI. So why don't we do introductions first? Ladies first. Hi, Valerie? I'm, hey, I'm Valerie Capers Workman. I am currently the Chief Legal Officer at Handshake, and prior to that, I was Vice President of People for Tesla, known as Tesla's top diversity advocate. Oh, cool. Oh, we got to take a talk Very about cool. that. Oh, my goodness. And Handshake's wonderful. Great company. Best company on the planet. I'm so unaccomplished. (laughs) I had so much potential. You know that that bid? Potential at the age 30. If you hear the word potential, like when you're in high school, it's like, that's a compliment. If you're 35, not a compliment. (laughs) Our tagline at Cornerstone, realize your potential. Man, I didn't didn't live it. I evidently made bad poor choices (laughs) compared to Valerie. That's what what I've now learned. It's like, where did it all go wrong for me? Where, Where was it? Jason, introduce yourself. All right. Uh, my name is Jason Corsello. I'm the founder and general partner of a firm called Acadian Ventures. We do early stage venture in the future of work. That's right. And uh, Jason and I have known each other for a long time. And so uh, you might hear some of that pitter-patter as we talk. All right. So I'm the new one in the group. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Actually, you're going to make this so much better. And while we start with you on the positive side of DEI in the sense of, okay, let's not go back to the 40s, but... In the last couple of years, where do you think we've made progress with DEI? So the biggest progress we've made is everyone's talking about it. Right. <laughs> so that was my answer. <laughs> you can't fix what you don't even acknowledge. Right. So, <laughs> Good point. You know, you can't find anyone who doesn't know what the initials stand for. Right. So at the very least, it's in the conversation. Everyone's talking about it. So there's some kind of acknowledgement that something has to be done in every corporation. Right. So that that's a big, big win. Right. That's huge. I also think that we, you know, there's a new sort of career. So in the last four or five years, it's a complete career track for HR professionals who want to, you know, do the right thing. Right. So it's a true skill. It's a true profession. Right. It has, you know, real components of professionalism to it. It's, 100%. It's a, it's a technical knowledge that you need to do it well. So that's great. You know, you, you just can't make yourself a DEI professional. You, you have to come with a set of skill sets. Right. Don't you wish there was a little bit more certification or some type of standards there? Because the only thing I worry about is somebody gets promoted. It's a battlefield promotion. Somebody gets promoted with all the best intentions, has a budget, again, best intentions, but doesn't know the, doesn't know the rigor or maybe doesn't know the best practices and things like that. I agree. That whole dynamic plagued, plagues HR in general. Okay. So we can talk all about that. <laughs> HR is like this reward for doing the right thing in other places of the company <laughs> and not truly respected as a true profession that 100%. has technical acumen. So, yes, DEI is definitely okay. you know, in need of an acknowledgement like a, like a privacy certification. There Something. should be a DEI, respect DEI certification. Right. Totally, totally agree. Okay. Can I ask a different question? Oh, absolutely. Mandates. What do you think about putting mandates in place around DEI? That, that's, a, that's a leap in the conversation. So, so l- let's say this. Are you talking about mandates turned to performance or like compensation? No, no. Just okay. generally, like we need to have X of this that sounds or like Y of that. Oh, Valerie's already got her answer, but my answer is that sounds like quotas. Yeah. Sounds like affirmative action and some of the failures, some of the good things, but some of the failures of affirmative action is we just focused on numbers. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, Valerie's probably got I'm a with different. you. I'm with you. Mandates are the best way to not get things done. <laughs> Interesting. Or to do things that don't matter and yeah. things that look good in print. Yeah, a lot of whitewashing. That have, that have completely, it, it are completely ineffective. Yeah. So, no, mandates, no. Okay. Well, see, I, I, saw, no. I saw a rush after George Floyd in particular. I saw a rush of people to spend money with HBCUs. 
that didn't know about HBCUs before that? I got the best story. Okay, bring it. Uh, for a company that will be remain nameless. <laughs> so, so um, in a conversation with recruiters about the need to get tech talent uh, into the building, um, one of the recruiters said, hey, we're at Morehouse, Gelman, yeah. and Clark. Yeah. We're there every yeah. year. Done. And I'm like, uh, there's no software engineers in those <laughs> schools. <laughs> So, so good that you're there. So thank you for, for sharing. But <laughs> let's look at the 107 HBCUs. That's right. Find the schools that have the majors we want. Right. And go to those schools. And and be there substantively. Be there substantively. And that's why yeah. that there's that's where that box checking comes from. That's, Check the boxes, get nothing it, done. It, it breaks mm-hmm. my heart because it's like, oh, we have pictures of us <laughs> at the at at at, uh, at Howard. And it was fantastic. We won't go back for a year. And, like, and, and everyone, feel, and, and you've certified failure, right? Right. You've shown the company it's a waste of time. Right. You've shown the school, why'd you come here? That's right. You've shown the graduates, what do I, why'd you even call me to your booth? It's and no good. one gets anything. And, yeah, it, oh, and everybody feels good. feels good and nothing gets done. See, if I were a student at an HPC or even faculty and staff, I'd be offended. Hmm. Now, this is, I don't know, you know, we're a little off topic, but it's like, I'd be, I'd be mad. Like, you just came after, you, after we all saw someone get murdered on TV. Okay. You just showed up, like, well, why, where were you maybe a couple years ago? Like, you know? And, and if you're there, you know, have a reason. Like, if you're there, then you're hiring for finance. Okay, sure. Right. You're hiring for HR, wonderful. Yeah. But, you know, be specific and targeted as to why you're there so you're not wasting everyone's time and showing abject failure when you, you, when you look at your record a year from now. Well, it's a lot of things, what we're, we're learning about ourselves, it's intentionality, right? There you go. So if you have some clear intentionality of what you're trying to achieve, and you can communicate that to somebody. Then if you're working with Spellman, great. You can talk to people like openly, hey, here's what we're really trying to zero in on. Let's bring everybody together and, and do longitudinal type of relationships. Exactly. So here's a quiz. Next time you have somebody sitting in my chair. 170. And they, uh, 107. Okay. And they say, oh, we're, we're recruiting top tech talent at HBCUs. Say, okay, what are the top five schools uh-huh. in engineering? Uh-huh. Go. Uh-huh. Go. <laughs> and see if they can answer. Oh, I couldn't answer. <laughs> and I've studied... I've studied uh, there's a, a similar thing for Native American schools, Native American colleges, and much less of them, but it's the same problem. They're very specialized. So mandates, no. <laughs> but it's a good, good question. Answer. It, no, it's a great well, question because, again, that's how we learn. Well, as investors, you know, like a lot of investors are setting mandates or their LPs are saying, like, we want you to invest in so many right. underserved or, right. you know, different types of background founders. And right. to me, like, I just want to invest in great founders. Right. I don't care if they're pink, blue, yellow, green. Right. Yeah. Should I should I spend more time in certain areas because yes. I think it's important for us as a firm? Absolutely. Right. But like it's to your point, it's hard to set mandates. Like we're going to invest fifty percent of our fund I th- I in females. You, I think you steal her quote. It's, this is this is hard. A, no. Yeah. Is like it, it. No. It is the uh, this is a way to uh, what was it, what was it create failure? No. Yeah. Mandate failure. Mandate failure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's something we track. Like we oh, we yeah. track amongst our founders what our non-Caucasian founders. I think right. it's important for us as a firm. We want to yeah. be thinking about that, right? 30, 38% of our founders are not Caucasian. Right. Should it be better? Probably. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but I'm not going to set a hard foot rule like we no. have to be at 80%, 90%. Right. But it's something I want to be, pay attention to, absolutely. Yeah, you got to have awareness of what that is. For, so for you, what have you seen we made uh, that we made strides that you look at it? Again, I think it's, I think it's important for white people, what Caucasians, you and I, for us to actually talk about diversity and inclusion, right? Because we're part, not, let's say, part of the problem. 
we need to be more, me and me, we need to be more attuned to allyship. Yeah. I was schooled on this this morning. No, yesterday, actually. Where What's the root word of ally or allyship? And most people say ally. And uh, Donald told me, he's like, no, it's all. Hmm. That's the root word. Well if you just think of that, it's like all. All people, all conversations, all times, all things. So it's, it's actually good for us to talk about this yeah. stuff. Painful sometimes, but but good. Yeah. So well, what to Valerie's you, point, I think we're talking about it, which is huge. Every day, you know, we're talking about it in some form. You know, sometimes it's because we saw a shitty news story. And we have right. to talk about it. We're that's forced right. to talk about it. Right. So to me, we're talking about it. To me, as an investor, I struggle with when are we actually going to fund these things appropriately? Right. Funding from a investment, like I look at a lot of DEI solutions right. from an investment perspective. Do we want to finance this company because it's going to be a huge market opportunity? It's going to be a hundred million dollar AR company, right? And I struggle with the budgets aren't there. Yep. The 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 awareness is there, but we're still not committing the capital to, to right. create that change. Well, the outputs, once you tie outputs to measurements to things with DEI related, it's like you can get there, but you got to get there. And but it's it's still discretionary spend, and I know I know Valerie will will, will probably have an idea on this, but it's like, it, it's a great idea. There's no counter arguments. Like anybody that gives you a counter argument, they need to be locked up. Like there's no counter arguments. The thing is, is you have people in the position, fantastic. They have some budget, but not enough budget. No, no. Not enough budget to do the things that you actually want to do and to do them well. So it creates this this bad effect, which is if you don't fund the, if you don't give them the funding, they're going to lose interest, right? And they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to do something, you know, uh, take another career journey. So that, right. that to me is the biggest challenge. And when we look at companies, we try to assess if you're focused on DA, are you a feature, are you a product, or are you a company? Right. And we're still kind of stuck in this like feature or product. We haven't seen like breakout companies yet. And it's, it will come at some point, but we need the dollars to flow. Or just do it as a roll up. Go and grab, grab a bunch of them together and put them together and make a company but out the, of those things. But, but the budgets still aren't there. Even right. if you did that, you still need the, the, the chief diversity officer, the CHRO that, that is putting material capital right. to finance these types of technology investments. I'd probably broaden that out to the CFO and board. That yeah. They're the ones that actually need to actually make it a priority. All right, let's do the, the opposite side in the sense of in the last couple of years, where have we made, not made strides, not gotten to the place where we should, things that you think we should be talking about more, et cetera? Yeah, so I think we, we squandered um, quite a bit of the opportunity it was presented to us in, in, in 2020 with George Floyd's murder. Yeah. What, what we have not done is we have not opened up access. Right. If you're not talking access, whatever you are doing is doomed to fail. Right. And so we don't, we don't talk about access. When you talk about, you know, what are the That's founder companies that you support? What are they doing to promote access to these opportunities? Yep. What is the business model? Is it, is it widening the number of individuals who can access something? If that's true, you're going in the right direction. But we spend a lot of time looking at the people who are doing the thing yeah. rather than the thing that is being done. Right, right, the outputs. And so we're, so we're, we're, we're kind of lost in the woods a little bit. And I think what we really need to understand is the reason why we're lost is we're not measuring we're not measuring the things we need to measure. 
going back to the HBCU example, if you're not going to the schools that have the majors you're talking about and you're just checking the boxes, what yes. are you doing? And just then, stop. And, and then you're not going to get, you're going to half the funding the next year, yeah. and then a quarter of the funding the next year, and you're certifying your failure every year. Right. Rather than spending a quarter of that up front going to Houston Tillerson in Austin that right. no one's heard of right. and hiring those computer science majors. <laughs> Only you, because I have a friend <laughs> that has two children there. There you go. Jackie you Clayton. Go. You know Jackie Clayton. Mm-hmm. Jackie's got a daughter and a son there. You want That's successful, the only reason I know. You want successful metrics? Go there. So we're, we're looking at the wrong things. We're measuring the wrong things, and we've got to acknowledge that. I like the acknowledge that part, especially. Jason, if you could magic what? wand things... What would you change? What Valerie said. <laughs> you just want to put dot, dot, dot? Yeah, exactly. Ditto. Is there anything in particular that stuck out to you? I, I mean, there's so many things. I don't even know where to start. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you the thing that, that's come up a lot in conversation is two things. One, it's a relentless pursuit to a destination that you'll never reach. <laughs> like a lot of people think that they're going to be able to get done. Yeah, there's no end. <laughs> right. <laughs> Done. There's no end. Well, yep, we check. Like in a lot of leaders, deals, the folks that you deal with, I think it's hard for them to think of something that's never ending, right? Like the, you don't, you don't, you don't get a done. There's no done. That, and then the other is uh, the metaphor of an onion. The more we start to learn about diversity, inclusion, belonging, equity, and equality, the more we learn that we don't know what we know, right? So it's like that's also a bit humbling. For a lot of us, he's like, okay, we don't know a bunch of this stuff. Like, we're just learning. So it's like constant learning mode. And oh, by the way, you'll never reach a destination. Yeah. That's, I think, for the C suite and for boards, I think that's not a barrier. I think it's intimidating. I agree. So, I think, but, but where do they start? I think that's the challenge is a lot of these, you know, I've interacted with many boards in the last decade, and a lot of them either don't know where to start or, the answer is, oh, let's just find a female, right. put on the board, right, and that's right. going to you know, solve the problem. <laughs> or address, you know, that's, it's going to make us look like we're addressing whatever right. we think is a problem. No, that's horrible. Now, the tokenism is real. And, and again, no one wants to be a token. A. B, it doesn't fix anything. I think the where should we start thing is, uh, is an excuse. I'll just call it what I think it is. I think it's an excuse. Because guess what? You can just ask people. Like you've got to, I mean, you can go to the grocery store and say, hey, so what should we should be doing? You know, talk to people that are different from yourself and just go, hey, what should we be doing? Where should we start? And guess what? Most people will tell you, do this. Okay. But it gets to a point before we get to measurement is I think we're afraid to make mistakes in DEI, right? So that's actually another thing that actually holds us back. It's not like in marketing, we run a campaign in marketing or here, like a, a booth at an event and it doesn't go well. Great point. Yeah. And, yeah. right? When you do a program in DEI and it fails miserably, man, that's a lot of egg on the face. And so people are worried about that. It's like, no, no, you need to just have mistakes yeah. and own it. But the thing that scares the crap out of me is all of the politics have polarized. Yeah. You, know, you have to be on one side or the other. Right. And that's created this polarization in the workforce. So right. there's people are afraid. Oh, they're, there's no doubt. Because they're afraid to make a mistake. That's right. You can't be afraid to make a mistake in HR in general, but in, in DI in particular. You just got to be a little open and go, hey, we're trying. And we're going to do this. And, and you're going to make mistakes. And we're going to make mistakes. And in fact, if you don't think we're going to make mistakes, we're not trying enough stuff. Yeah. 
like that. Like reverse the mindset a bit. All right, measurement. What should we be looking at to then know where we're at on this journey? So that is one place where you could look at the end. Yeah. You can look at the end. Yeah. You can say, if I look around the team, if I look around the org, and I see representation that looks like, at the very least, the part of the country you're actually operating in, <laughs> and then, ideally, the country, you know you've made it. Right. But I want to make a, a really quick point earlier about, about failure. The one thing everyone has to acknowledge is you have to stop believing that DEI equals less than. Yeah. No one wants to say that out loud. Oh, good call. But that's the central problem. Yeah. DEI is not less than. DEI is working harder to find the equal and the greater wherever right. they may be. It's not less than. Well, in most cases, they have to work twice as hard. To be seen or found. To be seen or found. <laughs> to be seen or found. So actually to work to find them, you're actually going to get a better result. Exactly. Right. And that's what you should be measuring. Oh, that's are us. you looking in the places where the talent is? Right. And are you measuring how often you look and what you find? Right. Let's worry about the outcome later. Yeah. Let's worry about access right now. Oh, I like that. What about yourself? What should we, what should, what, what do you think, in, you know, you're, you're across lots of companies. What do you think that they should be looking at? I think this is a fairly generic answer, but I think it, every company needs to look at it for themselves and not just say, oh, this is what company Y did and we're going to repeat that. Right? Because That's a failure. No, I, you are spot on. So Zappos, remember when they had their book, Tony Shea? Yeah. God rest his soul. Anyhow, he comes out with a book about Zappos and it goes through HR like like Sherman on the way to Atlanta. And and I mean, everyone then wanted to have Zappos culture. It's like, um, you're in Weatherford, Texas. That's you right. should not. You shouldn't even know Zappos, actually. Just stop that. But you're, you're looking at what you're talking about is this, the personalization, right? creating a fingerprint of the organization and what that is. Yeah, because a company in Fort Worth that looks very different from a company in Oakland that looks very yep. different from a company in Madison, Connecticut. Right? And they're on different paths. They're on different journeys. They're at different stages, if you will. Different stages, different profiles, different historical perspectives right. that, you know, and so I don't think it's, I think every company needs to figure out what it means for them yeah. instead of saying, we're just going to implement these five metrics because that's what, you know, Sherm says, or yeah. that's what William Pincup says. Yeah, definitely not what either what I say, for sure. Delete all of that. <laughs> Y'all have been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming by and doing this. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, man.